This week I got me Mark over here on my right. Got Dev the dude down below me. And I got Imani over here. And I need to hear all, all you have to say because uh, today was a day. So uh, without going too much across the pond, we're going we're gonna to start with the MLS stuff. But uh, yeah, we just want to check up with everybody. How's everyone feeling today? Pretty decent. Weekend's a little too short, but you know what it is. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Devin, no words. No, no words. words. <laughs> I'm just trying to be humble right now. You know, Liverpool went in 7 0 earlier um, against United at home, something that's probably not going to be replicated again for another 100 years. Last time it was done it was uh, mm-hmm. before World War One. So um, that, that felt real good. <laughs> After especially after the crazy season we've had, I just wish they'd done it against Real Madrid. Though, can they can they repeat that performance? You <laughs> just want to say, I want to say, we were playing yesterday, and it was about halftime, and Arsenal were down two nothing, and somebody who will not be named for some reason he's miraculously ghost for this episode came into the group chat talking cash shit about <laughs> Arsenal and talking about how United was coming for that ass I cannot I don't know where said person is to defend himself Ooh. but he was coming for your boy so not only when Arsenal completed that comeback I told that man he needs to worry about finishing what's on his own plate before he starts worrying about what other people are eating. Because we eating steak over here. We eating filet mignon. And nonetheless, yeah, we got the shrimp. here we, got we the come shrimp. today. Here we come today. That man and his team get slapped 7 nothing. So, I'm not going to name who you are. You know who you are. You're going to watch this episode. I'll see you next time, buddy. <laughs> Beautiful. Love group chat callouts. 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, man. You said, uh, what was that said before World War One? That's how long it felt like I'd seen since a Chelsea win. So, you know, <laughs> we got one. Got one in the bag. All right. Chelsea scored. They scored a goal. Congrats <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> Moving up the, what was it, top four divisions in England? Like, least amount of goals since the World Cup? Oof. Moving up the charts, I guess. But <laughs> but let's get into this. Emma. Are you talking, TK? I'm sorry. Yo, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm Chelsea. One goal. <laughs> Getting all the comparisons to like the all the leagues in England. <laughs> Basically, everyone outscored them. Yeah, got, like, individual spent players. Five hundred dollar, five hundred billion dollars in the all you know in the window too. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's I, only I, the beginning, baby. <laughs> yeah, man, that's only the beginning. You heard it right. I think it was like two years before the Dodgers, you know, like we're good. So if, if we're gonna go apply the same America principles to <laughs> to Chelsea FC, right. um, that's, you know, see if, uh, Mookie Betts can uh, yeah, mix right? up his boots. I don't know. Yeah. It's gonna take it's gonna take like three or four years before they actually know what they're doing. We'll we'll, we'll see because FSG was like that. We went from the the bad American owners, which we almost went into administration with Hicks and Gillette, and then. We got Fenway Sports Group, who turned out to be the good American owners, but it still took them like three or four years to kind of understand the game. And like you know, we went from you know Roy Hodgson to Brendan Rodgers, and then they they finally were like, hey, you can't 
You can't play money ball here the same way that you would do it in the U.S. The market's too big. You're dealing with five or six different major markets. Um, so once they caught up with like, oh, we're going to have to spend big money on big players when we need to, we've done really well. And the only Manchester City has stood in the way of us, you know, Manchester City and Real Madrid have, have stood in the way of us, like, you know, winning three Champions Leagues and winning the league three or four times. And so it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. But I think Chelsea, once they get it, they got it. I kind of hope y'all, y'all never figure it out. Kind of don't want you to, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's in the we, we already know what we can do. Before yeah. before the the light blue tide rose, um, it, it was all dark blue, and uh, that's the only reason I don't want to see you know the Gunners win anything. To be honest, because I'm just gonna hear London is red, London is red, and like yeah, you know, uh, there's only so much of that I can deal with. Like, <laughs> like here's my here's my pinky, here's my pinky nail. That's about the amount. <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm happy for them. I, I'm kind of happy for the Gooners. I am. I, I don't want to admit it, but uh, I, they're they're team black. I always say like Arsenal's a black club in the Premier League. It's true. Um, and then yeah. also, uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Arsenal's a black club in the Premier League. But also, like y'all have kind of suffered, and y'all were like mm-hmm. holding on tight to those FA Cups. Those yeah. FA Cups wins were sustaining y'all real good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But finally, uh, Arsenal are kind of back in the mix. And, and y'all stuck with Arteta, which was a, a major decision. I think having that time away from the Champions League probably allowed you to incubate, mm-hmm. uh, develop some youth players, which is Arsenal's bread and butter, best academy in England, best youth program. So, insane. Maybe yeah. now. Maybe now. <laughs> in the words but. of uh, WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, Acknowledge me. <laughs> hey, y'all play some sexy football. I'll say that, I, and, and I say this as it is um, totally on display for the world, indicative of my fantasy teams, multiple drafts, and selected teams. They have I maxed out on Arsenal players on a, across the board. So I, I ain't gonna hate. It's not just to my benefit. It's like I enjoy it, <laughs> but I'm not gonna root for y'all. <laughs> Fuck that. Respect. Respect. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to take it back uh, cross pond. I feel like, um, how how we feel about Apple, man? Did anybody watch 360 coverage or did we like tune in to individual um, streams? I'm, I'm curious. So I did I, both. Okay. <laughs> what do you think Ooh. of the 360 coverage? Because I've heard some comments, but I haven't actually used it myself. Well, okay. So the actually the th- 360 coverage I haven't used yet, but I've had major problems uh, just like logging into Apple. For some reason, my phone was telling me I didn't have the updated uh, iOS 16.2 at least, but I was at 16.3 and I I couldn't redeem the code because I I don't know if it's all season ticket holders for the league get um, free MLS season passes this year. So I'm trying to redeem. Supposed to, yeah. I'm trying to redeem my code. I couldn't do it on iOS. Had to go on my computer had difficulty like getting the video to play had to like log out log back in again clear my cookies all that stuff very annoying compared to the process before and with the lack of availability meaning like other channels that you could watch or other ways to watch the game it's really frustrating so i hope they fix that but um i think it's gonna be tough for mls this year and the year's coming to to stay relevant with Apple TV. There was um, 
I mean, you know, I guess we can maybe go into as much detail as we want to about this, but there was a tidbit that came out uh, from an athletic article this past week where it's basically like Apple has like can opt out at any time if like they don't meet a certain number of subscribers, which whoo, that is not great for ML. I mean, like that's mm, that's mad risky. <laughs> you know? Is that going to work with Ticketmaster too? Could, could that work with Ticketmaster as well? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it will be it'd be interesting. I mean, like I've I've generally been um, I don't know if supporters the right word, but I understand why MLS did what they did because the coverage itself, the quality of the picture and all that, is an upgrade from what they were dealing with before. But yeah, it's not exactly like Premier League on NBC. You know, it's not exactly ESPN Plus. So it's not even really. I mean, like. Paramount, the app itself is definitely flawed, but like the coverage is pretty solid of Syria, of Champions League. Um, they could do a lot better with NWSL, but that's another story. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, if Apple ever pulls out of this, I have no idea what that means for the league. Is it, but I can't imagine it's anything good. No, I was actually having uh, the same issue as Imani. <clears throat> um, I've actually got two codes um, from two separate people that were able to try to, you know, wanted to help me out. Couldn't figure out how to put the codes in. Wouldn't let me log into my Apple ID. And it, it was just a whole mess. Like, I, I finally, I think I finally got it figured out. I was I had to get on my computer uh, in order to do it. I couldn't do it from my phone. Couldn't do it from the smart TV. None of that. Um yeah, it, it was crazy stuff. So I, I think I got it figured out finally uh, yesterday. Um, I do think it said on the, like when I look at my account, it says I'm paying the 15 bucks. So we're gonna see if that, uh, <laughs> if that happens or not, because then we don't really have a problem. But yeah, we're gonna. I think it, it's working for now. That's all I'm gonna say. Fair enough. <laughs> so I had zero of those problems that all of you described. I got the link in my email. I looked at that email and then I swiped right or up or whatever it is to get out exit on the iPhone. I forgot about it for four days and went back. I was like, oh yeah, tapped it on my phone and it worked on my iPhone 13, 16.3 beta. So, um, but I did see lots of Twitter posts with screenshots of all the shit that y'all were talking about. So, Oh, wow. I feel, I feel for you. Um, but in terms of quality, um, in my opinion, ESPN was the only, um, only ticket in town in terms of, well, they kind of still are because they have a very firm grip on the ability to PIP if you want it to uh, picture in picture to stream multiple matches to a uh, multi stream essentially. So, and they've like, totally got this down concrete i think it works across pretty much every sport that they offer uh, actually multiple sports so i know it works um so that would be dope if apple could implement that um but from what my viewpoint because I, I pulled up the 360 coverage i threw it on my ipad and i was watching the match on uh, on my uh, my smart tv um yeah it, like i said it all functioned uh, appropriately but I, I did kind of appreciate the 360 coverage. Um, it's sort of on par with what 
Paramount is doing. Um, you know, you watch the the Golasso show, and you just get a, a clip streaming of everything, or even kind of like how being sports used to do it back in the day, uh, or maybe they still do. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was pretty good. The interface is nice and clean. The as Mark said, the picture quality is certainly an upgrade. Um, but outside of that, I think if they could add some of those start knocking off some of the ESPN feature sets then you really have a, a viable platform where people like you know like if I on my phone can watch two MLS matches that are simulcasting essentially like because now that we have a stacked schedule you know I think that should be something that they implement um, it would make probably people happier or happier than they currently are um, but yeah other than that I think it, was, it, worked, it worked for me it was pretty good um, I've got no real qualms. Just like you could do this better, if it, or it would be cooler rather mm-hmm. if you did this better. Yeah. So yeah, less of the critic. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So I let's mean, get into these results then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which one? Do we, which one do we want to start with? Uh, the uh, the home team, as in Atlanta. I was thinking maybe we start on the West Coast or the later games and work our way back. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Start with the defending champs. Yeah, man. LA. LA did it. I did a they did the deed. Through PKs, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> did, did y'all catch that, the LA match? I, I I didn't watch it, but I, I uh, caught the highlights and I was watching the stats as the game uh, streamed live. Caught a little bit of it first half of I saw the Keelini goal but yeah seems like I mean LAFC business as usual right I mean I don't know if defense is necessarily a calling card you know so not surprising to see them allow two goals I guess uh, I do I actually kind of wish I could uh, I was able to watch this match through but um, but yeah I mean they should be a title contender again you know Vela's still there most of the most of the talent's still there so no reason to think they won't be like a top three seed in the West again. Deep, yeah, no. Um, I, that game was on when I finally like got everything figured out for the most part. So I didn't really watch it, um, but I did like click on it just to make sure you know how everything looked and make sure everything was working. So I did get glimpses here and there. Um, good that they had the they brought the boy Bale back, you know, to celebrate the trophy. That was a good little, you know, gesture and everything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's like Mark just said, you know, it's, it's only the second week, but a lot of the pieces are still there. So it's, it's hard to see them not at this point, you know, on paper, um, go for a top three spot in the West. So, yeah, we'll see. It, you know, right now it's, it, it's business as usual. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with them. But right now it remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. One thing that was interesting about this game um, was that it was also on Fox, right? And John Strong and I think it's Stuart Holden uh, were not at the game. <laughs> they, they were like in a little studio, uh, and I, I forget where the location was. It might have been Florida or something. I can't remember, but um, yeah i don't know this, that just seems a little weird and you know it's like fox is now the only tv partner and so with uh with apple basically having the rights is like are they still going to put the same amount of effort that they were before you know is it 
Are they going to send commentators to games? Like, that's a you know, because it was on Big Fox. And <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just, it, 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 it's interesting. Like, this is all new territory for MLS, you know. And, um, you know, they're constantly, like, it's that fight to, like, gain respect in the media and, you know, the coverage and all that. And, you know, that is just, like, yeah, that, that was interesting. Um so it was almost like the, the Apple coverage was better, you know what I mean? Or at least like they put more effort into it, you know? So, um, but you still need that, like, if you want to continue growing, you still need that TV, that network presence. So like, that's still like a first impression for a lot of people who are unfamiliar with MLS, right? So, um, you know, if they catch on to something like that, I don't know. Just thought, I just thought that was a, a weird quirk. I have seen ESPN do that a couple times as well for certain games. Um, they'll have, you know, obviously the game won't, they'll be, a, you know, it'll be an international game, something like that. They won't necessarily be at the game, um, but yeah, they're they're commentating on it. So, kind of, I guess it's kind of that same thing where ESPN didn't really have that competition though, so they really haven't feel the need to do anything about it. Um, but. Yeah, kind of the same deal. They do need that TV partnership, so we'll we'll see how it's treated going forward. Again, yeah, slippery slopes early on, <laughs> right? Um, you know, I uh, I did notice that from the familiar MLS fan, it definitely had a different from a broadcast standpoint. It definitely had a different vibe. Uh, simply because um, in the previous format, they basically had um, like home team announcer teams. So you essentially got very accustomed to hearing like whoever's voice or one of three or four people's voice uh, from your, your home base team. Right. And that that is abolished <laughs> for lack of better words right now. Because um, I, I turned on the late match. I think it was like like Portland or something or I can't even remember who, who I watched, but uh, I was like, "Oh, it's um, it wasn't even Jillian, but um, the, the oh w, Maurice, the, yeah, no, 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 what's I, I feel like I didn't hear Maurice. It's the guy who does the WWE stuff too. Uh, oh, Gregor's Kevin, yeah, Kevin, yeah, Egan, Kevin Keegan, Egan, no, I yeah, think Egan, yeah yeah. yeah, 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 I know a dude named Keegan. My bad. Shout out to Keegan though. Um, yeah. That was a different vibe. I was, you know, I tuned into the broadcast and I was like, okay, I feel like I, these are voices I, I'm familiar with, I, I, you know, accustomed to. Um, so I feel like that's definitely a different vibe. People are going to, for the familiar fan, they have to get accustomed to that. Or maybe it's a welcome change or like, man, I'm fucking sick and tired of Jillian fumbling stuff. Um, but she's a great reporter, you know. Yeah. Yeah. She's I mean, a black it's, girl a, it's, out here, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, Okay, so I went I went home from the match and you know I, I watched the game at home and um, kind of their their broadcasting is so interesting. One one thing Apple TV is definitely doing is they're definitely investing in the superfan. They they're they're investing in the ultra. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of their coverage and broadcast is of the supporter section and, and people can see themselves and the images and, and people love that. You know, they can't wait to go home and screen cap it and show all their friends and be like, I saw you on TV. And that's a huge, huge draw. At the same time, I kind of don't want that to be a focal point. I don't want that to, to be why people show up. I don't want that to be like 
why they want to stand in a certain place. And maybe it's because Austin's like so new and so much of our culture has kind of been like people wanting to see themselves on TV and and stuff like that. That like, I don't know if it's like healthy in some ways. Um, clubs that kind of have more of a defined kind of culture already. It's just, it's cool. Or in the Revs case, God, give those people all the perks that they want. Anyone still supporting the Revs? You know, let them feel loved. Um, right. But it, yeah, let them feel loved. But um, yeah, it's just so interesting. Um, but I think they're definitely going for the ultra super fan. And I'm just wondering how that's actually going to translate. Because like in markets like Austin that are new like to soccer or people love soccer, but they care about other teams. Like they care about teams in Mexico. They care about teams in Spain. They care about teams, you know, in England. Um, how are they going to be able to access the games? And um, is that what they really want? Like, what do they, what do they want? Like, you know, sometimes you do want to have some general soccer coverage or other things instead of like looking at a supporters cam for like three minutes at the end of a game. You know, give me, give me something else. Especially if they ain't doing nothing. They ain't, they ain't doing nothing last night. They were just standing around after the game. Like, it's like I don't need to be watching this. <laughs> but no, that is interesting. Yeah, because it it kind of feeds the um, cloud chasing a little bit. Um, you know, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that how that aspect of it plays out as well. I mean, like. Yeah, you know, like, there's a lot of people who are in this space who are just, uh, not just, but, like, are trying to get visible for one reason or another, and, um, you know, so will, will the, will that, like, the Apple TV stuff feed into that? I don't know, we'll see. See what effect it has on it. So then, if we're moving from left coast to east coast... Next game should be uh, who caught the result with uh, Portland. Uh, and Se- I'm sorry, Seattle. Uh, we did Portland already, but that was they got smacked. Seattle. Do you want to see that match? Uh, I caught a little bit of it, but I don't think I saw the goals. But I mean, nothing too. Surprising. Seattle still Seattle. Yeah, basically, they're they're still Seattle. And, uh, that match ended two nil. Um, then we got like uh, Vancouver and San Jose. Um, there were multiple they, goals on, on they, that on that one. San Jose actually held on this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the depth. To the depth. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah there guys. were a lot more draws this week. Indeed, indeed. Austin, um, they pulled it out. But I did hear, uh, as Monty was saying, they um, like on Twitter. Um, people complaining about they they tried to get into the stadium and that there were people already there um in those you know specific sections or whatever and you know just like that whole like we're trying to be a part of the fan culture to get in like as part of the march or whatever but then there's like cloud chasers just like it's pretty bad okay so also <laughs> see like i, I have so. to jump in here because this is actually like a key component of of also see culture for better or for worse so supporter section is general mission, but they don't check tickets as you're going into the supporter section. So what's happening is you have people that are um, have have season tickets in other parts of the stadium and they're not going to their seats. They're going to go stand in the supporter section and taking place of other people. And then also they're, they're, uh, some of the supporters could have things of like, you can't sell supporter section tickets above face value, but those people don't have supporter section tickets. So they're selling their tickets above face value and then going to the supporter section to take other people's seats. And um, I mean, we, we want to keep it cool as much as possible, 
but it's literally like happening every game and it's 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 getting bad at this point because those people are also the ones who are kind of doing a little bit, bit more gatekeeping and clout chasing and all this other kind of stuff and so i think eventually they're gonna need to fix it like you don't there's no it's general admission seating but literally no one no one ever asked for your ticket they're, they're gonna tell you to pour your can of beer in a cup <laughs> that's what they're gonna tell you to do but nobody ever checks tickets um and so we'll see how that unfolds over the years and if they're gonna change a policy of like you have to be in the section you're assigned at least general admission but you have to be in the section you're assigned maybe get a little bit stricter about uh people being able to come in even without tickets to the supporter section Mm-hmm. That's crap. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a complete uh, 180 from how my stadium operates. So, <laughs> I, I'm, you're saying that, and I'm just I, I have a, a face of stone because <laughs> I'll be damned if that. How does that work for stadium. y'all? Like, how does that work for y'all? <laughs> but um, no, we had no, we don't have general admissions. We have a section for our supporters. Um. Now, are they the cheapest ticket in the house? Yeah, of course. Um, and but we have two different sections. So we have uh, for our supporters, we have the standing section, which is um, you know they have sections, but you can pretty much yeah stand wherever, and and all the SGs are cool with it. And then you have like the sections where you are seated, and that's usually where a lot of our um, you know. They're not the hardcore SG members, but you know they still want to be a part of the action where they actually have a seat. Though, um, we'll sit there too. But nobody's selling their tickets for face value. Every ticket gets checked first and foremost. Let's, let's clear that up. Whether you're in supporter section, while you're in the premium seats, every ticket, every ticket gets checked there. And yeah, nobody in the SGs are selling any tickets above face value. That's for sure. Well, and what's strange is that this was a problem in Charlotte in week one, like almost the exact same thing that happened, apparently happened in Austin, happened in Charlotte. Like I spoke to a buddy of mine and yeah, like they did, you know, the people in supporters groups did their march and so on and come to find people in their seats. Like, and then like they had the flag situated because obviously, right, uh, except now the flags were next to people who they had nothing to do with the flags and they had trouble getting it back there's a whole hostility thing apparently someone made a comment of um well those people paid for those seats like oh hey buddy that's that's not how the supporter section works at all actually like you know like they serve a purpose you know like i mean i'll be honest because i i don't like i don't have season tickets right so i always just the games that i go to i you know i either get them from someone else uh word to tk and or uh um you know just just buy a day of because like the secondary market actually isn't that bad here uh but uh when i did go sit in the or was in the supporter section for the final game of 2022 like it's, it's, it's a workout dog like it's not you know it's not for the faint of heart and so i respect it you know i respect the people who like are dedicated to like bringing the atmosphere actually like try to keep it going um for the whole 90 and so yeah you know like when you and like the the march you know is pretty symbolic as well and so when people are discouraged from doing the march because they're worried about their seats i mean like it's like you almost start killing the atmosphere before the game even kicks off yeah i also don't want people camping like portland though that's it's getting to be so (laughs) historic 
Yeah, I mean, we had our first share of that too in Atlanta. Uh, I, I wasn't too. I was. Uh, I guess the best way you could say I was pretty removed from it. Um, from the get go, I knew that I didn't want to have to do a general mission thing. For me, I'm like, cool. I'll, I'll skirt to the side uh, and still have all those perks, uh, which is what I did. So I don't know if this is a thing at other stadiums. You guys can speak to it, um, but we have a reserve supporter section. So it just means I have a seat and I don't have to fight anybody for it. If I show up in the you know, second half and 60th minute, like, hey, bro, I own all three of these seats. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I did it, you know, like, because I bring a flag. And for me, it's like I try to bring that enthusiasm uh, that I'm not necessarily trying to work out in the supporter section, but I try to bring that outside of the section uh, to amp those people up. Uh, at least that was kind of like the role that I was playing as a, a you know an attending supporter for the first two seasons uh, before I, I got dadded. Yeah. yeah so no, does, how's that work for y'all? Is there a reserve section at other stadiums? I'm not sure. For us, yes. For us. There no, is. not for us. Like, a supporter section yes. is a free-for-all in Austin. Same price? Um, like, other people in the stadium have assigned seating. There's no assigned seating in the supporter section. There's a lot, like, uh, like I don't know. Uh, Austin FC, there's a lot of great things about Austin FC. One of the reasons that the fan culture has been so uh, kind of electric and visual is because they give people a lot of freedom. But sometimes it's not that great. Like, for example, when we do TIFO, they close a full row for the TIFO to be raised. Instead of having the rope pullers where with other people who aren't pulling the TIFO, they rope off the row. So that ends up being like a hundred seats that at the start of the match people can't access to so so it gets a little overcrowded on top of the people who don't have tickets to the section um so that's stressful too i've had like a lot of because i did our oak front i was our oak front captain last year and really i've i've paid attention a lot of years i've been there's some scenarios that i've been worried about crushing because there wasn't enough security and there's too many people loading into 103 like going into to 103 104 it's up a up a, a staircase. It's just a staircase. You can't see the top, so you don't know how full it is. Like you can't tell until you're there. So if like it's too full, you don't want anybody like tripping on the stairs. I've had to go to security for at least half a dozen matches and be like, "You need to close this section. If people don't have friends waiting for them or they don't already have a seat, you need to tell them to go to a, a, another section because it's getting unsafe. People are in the aisles. People are on the stairs. Like people are, it's getting too tight. And and um, they, again, not having a super experienced staff because it's a new club. Uh, I took it upon myself, just being someone who's very experienced in the culture, to convey that message and say, "Hey, you need to radio somebody." And if I need to elevate it, I found the person to elevate it to. Again, keeping people safe. You don't want to react after something happens. You want to prevent it from happening in the first place. But uh, yeah, we have issues with overcrowding in the section, and also people being very hostile to other people that aren't kind of in their click. You get like, you know, if you don't know somebody, you can't stand in this block of. 30 40 seats um and and it's kind of hostile for people uh who are just kind of trying to experience it for the first time and a lot of these people don't even have seats in the section it's it's interesting mm-hmm. yeah whenever i hear about crushes or potential crushes like that's always a you know that's just, that's just a dangerous. Yeah, it's just so dangerous. It's gotten better, thank God. Like they they've they've learned. Um, uh, that's good. 
Yeah. I guess it's like, yeah, that's part of the, you know, the whole new team. Like, I guess it's a lot to learn for people who are maybe not used to supporter, you know, soccer culture in general. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I hope they do get that figured out. Yeah, no doubt. Don't want nobody getting hurt, man. Um, so we're going to keep it moving. Uh, what are the, some of the other results? I'm not sure if we're going to have time to uh, get a little long in the tooth uh, to gloss through all 10 or 20 results. Uh, so uh, anything that stands out to you guys in particular? Maybe uh, the Louis, Chicago game? Shout to them. Or Miami? Think, yeah. To, yes. Yeah, to back up Imani, I think St. Louis is having a hell of a start to the season right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, for their, again, the inaugural season. Um, I think they're, you know, they're doing it, something right right now, starting it off well. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in the St. Louis front office. They're very good people. Um, very excited for what they're doing right now. Um, the SG liaison, he's, you know, he's my guy and they're doing some amazing things. I mean, you can just even look on the MLS, um, socials and you can see how, what they're doing for, so, um, for St. Louis. So all around, yeah, very excited for them. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts, but to, you know, but enjoy the ride right now, St. Louis fans. Thanks for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're a new team. Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> one, one that, one that. <laughs> now nah, they yeah. they gonna rack up some points. Honestly, um, I saw a Twitter uh, post and I was like, I agree with this. Uh, but yeah, St. Louis they they might even just make the playoffs. Like not just make the playoffs, like easily just get in. Uh, which we can segue into this playoff format if anyone has issues um, or you know want want to get it off chest, you know, whatever that might look like. Um, <laughs> Yes. Uh, so think... I'm, I'm going to go and bring it to the home team real quick, though. Wait, are we talking about a home team first? I think so, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. I thought yesterday's performance actually was better than, than the previous weeks. Like, you know, obviously last week had the drama and all that. But the reality mm-hmm. is, in the first game, I let United stunk for like 60, 70 minutes and then turn it around. This week, uh, we saw the debut of uh, Yakumakis, and I'm very proud of myself because I've been practicing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we saw uh, we saw Yorgos for the first time, and dog, I think Etienne. I mean, I think he's got to be starting. You know, like I was always excited about that pickup. And, really? And tell yeah. me why. Tell me why. What did you an, see from him? He's an actual winger. That's really what it boils down to. I mean, like, because we're playing Caleb Wiley left wing, who I think he's, you know, he has huge potential. But sure. he's he's naturally a left back. He's left footed. And so when you play him on the left wing, he's essentially a touchline winger, you know? And so, like, his athleticism does create problems. But, like, when he gets into those spots, it's really cross or, you know, maybe dribble to the end line and cross like that's you know what i'm saying but like etienne so like when etienne came in he had that instant impact i think he either had the assist or the pass leading to the assist but when he gets the ball in those positions he can cut in and shoot you know he can take on his man he can take it to the end line he just had and he's an actual attacker right and i just think we look better uh when he's on the field and i think that Look, there's a lot of Atlanta fans hating on Luis Arujo right now. 
I won't necessarily pile on. I think he's been okay. I think he's our best dribbler and he's he tends to earn fouls and I like those kind of players. Um, people are mad about the lack of goals and assists, but like that's a team-wide problem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we haven't... With all due respect to Joseph, Joseph towards the end, man, like he just wasn't mobile. You know, he wasn't... Like he was a poacher, but that's it. Like, which is not what he was before. And of course, last year we had Cisneros, who just wasn't a very good striker. So, um, yeah, I think that with that TNN and Yakumakis, the the attack will should look better. And I think we've already seen signs of that. So, um, and we were incredibly unlucky to not get it. Oh, oh my god, man! I think that man was onside, but you know, like. Why why put the flag up when it's that close? Like if the benefit of the doubt should go to the attacker. I don't Yo, know. Yo, but that's what VAR is ruined though, if we're really gonna like sidestep the, this is the thing, like the issue that it brought with it, you know, the cleanness because MLS doesn't draw lines, right? So it's still like if it's close, then they'll just stay with the call in the field. Well then like if it's that close, then it should be a goal. I don't know. Like you can't see daylight between the defender's foot and the sh- Attacker's shoulder, like, come on! I don't know. Just let it, just I, let it stand. I, no, I, I'm for that. Um, I think that's like the big component that Bar has literally ruined. Where it's not even just about like, oh, can I celebrate the goal? It's like the benefit of the doubt because that was the like the baseline. I feel like before with referees in their mind, like, okay, we're gonna give the attacking team the benefit of the doubt because of the way that this game is structured and plays from the entertainment value perspective. Right. So yeah. Let's go ahead. Yeah, motherfucker, go! All right, yeah, <laughs> you know, right, let's take it back to the center line. Let's do it. Um, so, in regards to that, I think man should have definitely had a goal. Um, but I think what we're still lacking um, is that midfield bomber. Like, I, I'm not sure where I said it, but we Atlanta United needs a Frank Lampard, and it's crazy that I feel like Chelsea and Atlanta are like two sides of the same coin in the way that they play. I mean, <laughs> the way they play, the way that they suck. Sometimes <laughs> they are, 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 are great. Sometimes I'll tell you, it is a hell of a ride. And Mark could probably speak to it being a fan of both clubs. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, we really like, uh, I think he ended up scoring a goal, uh, Risotto, but he came in and like, we need that bombing midfielder because you can, like, I know I'd be yelling if I was in the stands watching all this GD space, like, hey, bro, like, I need you to walk forward, run forward, and bomb forward, you know, create a problem. And then in terms of uh, Etten Jr., I think, like, he, he was um, he was positive overall. I'll give you that. Um, in terms of Caleb Wiley, I think his decision-making, and this is coming with his youth, the youth, um, you know, it's not just there. It's not, it's his tactical brain isn't acclimated yet. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, um, his athleticism uh, does tend to, to cause problems. So I think there could be a, some sort of healthy rotation there. Um, but really, like, I think from Etten, if I want to see him starting, like, I need him to be making those better intelligent decisions because I, I felt like he would get into a position on the ball in that quadrant of the attacking third, um, and he would just back pass it. Uh, and maybe that was the best play at the moment. Uh, but I don't know. And it's just one sample size game match. I, I, I'm really a kind of proponent of like, hey, I, I want you to 
attack than your defender. I don't care if you're a defender, a midfielder, a goalkeeper. Like that's the, my mentality has always been that way uh, with soccer. So like I started as a goalie and ended up being a forward because that's of a, that. that's an only so, in America story right there. That's what I want to see for my team. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I was a goalie in England, so you're right though. I was a goalie in England and it became a forward by the time I got to uh to Intermill in college. All right. Yep. So it is very American. <laughs> <laughs> but uh as long as we're back east, um Columbus had uh, was that their home opener for these for the season? I believe, I believe it was. so, yeah. I believe it yeah. was. Yeah, Nordeka <laughs> got the got the dub over DC two nil. Um, Poor Wayne. <laughs> did he get the force? Is that is that too? Is I that don't too think personal? so. I don't mean I. Not that I heard of. But all right, all right, Colleen, hold hold him down, hold him down. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, they, you know, they got to win in the first week, you know. So. And Columbus is tough. Columbus at home is tough. Like yeah, no, I'm, I'm watching Columbus. Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got a black manager. The, the black Hello. American manager, like that. He's he's the man. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part, right? That part, yeah. The, the yes. Yeah, shout out to Ty getting the dub um, again. Saw a lot of the effort being put in on the Columbus front office side to make things, and you know, the supporter side to make things a success with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, you know, DC United, I mean, yeah, getting the dub in the first week, obviously a stoppage time winner. Um, you know, that's some good DC magic. Um, how is it going to happen again? Probably not, you know. So, not a lot of expectations for DC United this year. Um, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, they, they were clearly outclassed um, from whistle to whistle. Uh yesterday yeah yeah and uh another i think interesting east coast result a team that i think we should have expectations for is philadelphia union losing 2-0 to my to into miami um joseph not hadn't scored yet but uh what a goddamn goal that was though what Just damn, yeah, man, that was a good goal. Yeah, I mean, that's my favorite goal of the week, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the big win for Miami would be interesting because, you know, coming off a playoff appearance for them, looking to build on that, of course. Um, which, I mean, <laughs> everybody should be making the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah, Now we segue. Now we segue. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess Apple's got to get their money's worth, right? Like, we need games, son. It's so disappointing. <laughs> Everything. I, I don't know what it is about American sports culture that we want to change things people have been doing for years. Like, if it, if it if it's set up one way and it works, we want to do it different for, for whatever reason it is. Having a best of three series makes no sense. No sense. People like it's almost like they're thinking about like baseball where the guys sit on the bench for like most of the game and they can relax. Like these guys are running like nine, nine, ten miles a game right. sometimes. Like what is going on here that like you think 
Yeah, but like World Cup group faces. Like no, like horrible, 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 and not fair to the players, and not fair to the fans, and and things like the supporters' shield and stuff. Mm. They're trying to tell us it matters, but like, is it even (laughs) in your best interest to win the supporters' shield? Like, because you might be exhausted. Like LAFC had the depth last season to be able to win the supporters' shield and go on and win the cup. I think they're the first team to do it, right? First team, yeah. First team to win the supporters shield that actually won MLS Cup. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh wow. Yeah. I think there's was there there might have been one other team. There might have been one other team. Yeah. But (laughs) when did the supporters shield start though? Wasn't it the fire? Alright. Yeah, like so like it's it's kinda like because coming in first used to not mean anything at all. Then they're like, oh, we should do something about this. So they met the supporter shield, but I think they might be the first team to like win the supporter shield. Then they had the home field advantage, which is another thing now that comes in the mix of it. And but now it's like, okay, you're gonna do best of three after all that kind of stuff. It is so confusing. Like, let's get home away home match. I guess it's fine, but it's just it's just greedy. Like it's like you're looking at it, it looks like math now, trying to figure out the playoff format. What do y'all think? Mm-hmm. Mm, looks like math. Well, um the thing I thought you know, I need to confirm this, but aggregate goals may not be in the in the series format. Mm-hmm. I don't think aggregate goals counts, which is ridiculous. No like exactly. If again, it's not baseball, it's not runs, right? Like goals are pretty rare. You're telling me if you outscore a team, you can outscore a team five nil and lose the series? Like that's stupid. <laughs> that makes no sense. I, I feel like that's one of the things that they'll amend because you know we. I'd love to change it. Right. Um, it's mainly, I think, on the basis of not getting it right in the first time uh, or second, third. Um, but does is is there a storyline here for America to change or a an American standout MLS team to change the narrative of the supporter shield in the sense that if we were to compare this from a points league perspective to all the other top four leagues in the world. Is the supporter shield the real cup? I don't know. It's almost prize? like we could have a situation mm. where uh, the U.S. has like okay, so now they have this stupid continental cup, which is like uh, what's it called, Liga MX or, or like you know what I'm talking about, the League Cup. Okay, oh God, which is no. dumb. So it, in League some cup. ways, it could be a four yeah. competition season where you have winning MLS, getting in first place in MLS actually means something, and that is celebrated like a real trophy. Like, that is that is the real MLS Cup. Re- rebrand it. Whatever you gotta do, that should be MLS Cup right there. Then you should have the extra playoff format, and, and maybe that's the supporter shield instead. Right? That makes sense. If you're gonna do this best of whatever series, you're you're basically doing it for the fans because, like, again, extra games, it's, it's a nightmare. Now you have this, like, other new league happening mm-hmm. on top of CONCACAF Champions League, which is not coming to the forefront because the MLS team has actually won it now. So people care way more. So it's like we could have a four competition. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I, I haven't even talked about US Open Cup. It could be like five cups. So, like. Right, right. right. Which is really kind of like the FA, but really couldn't it be slid over that's to what the I'm playoffs? Saying. Like, it's so FA? confusing. Or, uh, uh, and it's almost like too many games in a league that's expanding. People are like, yeah, there's a there's a way for promotion relegation to come in. That's a whole other conversation. But it's almost like I don't know what the actual plan is. 
And I'm glad that in MLS right now, there's been a huge movement for player welfare and like looking after players and making sure the players are treated fairly. Because right now, with this schedule and, and the conditions, the travel, the heat, all the weather that you have to go through, being in a five competition season is is crazy but having like basically being punished for being number one you put your body on the line and then not being able to kind of finish on a left cup because you all are beat up after being so great the whole season doesn't seem fair to me and i don't think it's fair to the fans i don't think it's fair to the clubs front offices i don't think it's fair to the players great points yeah. indeed. i remember a long time ago i just you know compared a tweet to the support uh the supporter shield to the community shield it just it didn't feel relevant honestly it's something to you know it's something to play for if you make it there to it but at the end of the day like how relevant truly is it and uh it feels like it's standing true and holding true more and more as, as time's passing by yeah i think the one thing i would say in terms of uh us taking supporter shield seriously is you know without the balanced schedule it's it just feels a little bit less real you know less authentic but like this we're never gonna have a balanced schedule at this rate you know what i mean like we already have a lot of teams i'm not not gonna say too many but it's it's gearing up i mean like i'm really curious as to what the plan is here because the thing is like you know you look at soccer in other countries versus uh america like MLS teams specifically pretty much only exist in major markets, right? Whereas in like in England, for example, soccer teams are everywhere. And then you have your major cities like London that like have a dozen teams, you know what I mean? At least. So, um, you know, of course, we have the lower league soccer in the US, which is also now kind of booming. Um, and I do think that reflects, you know, like the, the smaller tight-knit communities, um, you know, that sort of, I don't want to say authentic, but like it, it is, you know, to a degree like that. It's just those communities are tighter, right? Like those are more um, familial, let's say. And, you know, I think that more so replicates what soccer is in other countries versus what you have with MLS which is just like uh, you know it's like the it's almost like MLS tries to ingratiate itself with the other major leagues right so <laughs> reading this uh, Jim Curtin interview um, you know they were talking about like oh the union got mentioned alongside the Eagles and, and the, the Phillies for losing in the championship and it's like is that a marker? Like, is that, is that is that what we're striving for? Like, okay, that's cool, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know? Um, and then, but then me, at the same time, Jim Curtin's talking about how uh, the Union have a more authentic experience than an Atlanta United uh, because, you know, their stadium is smaller and, you know, they've had to build up you know over the years and work hard at it and really what he's talking about is the union haven't been relevant in philadelphia until recently right like they weren't relevant for a long time they literally play 40 45 minutes outside look i've i've been up there i went up there saw a match in 2019 and honestly the atmosphere was cool uh, and like i met a lot of those fans uh parcello philly showed me around like i had a great time but I was surprised at that drive and how long it was, bro. 
like it's a trek yeah like yeah i've literally never heard of chester before then and it's 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 like i don't know what's going on in chester outside of the (laughs) union to be honest but um yeah you know by factories it's 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 crazy stuff and a railroad track right yeah (laughs) so it's you know but like it's so it's like I use the union as an example. I mean, like the Jim Curtin comments obviously pulled Atlanta into it, but like he's talking about how oh we're we we've built up, like we're bigger now, you know, we're relevant now, but oh, but we're still small, you know, like we're we're actually more authentic. We're not like the others. And so like, which is it? You know what I mean? Like what and what are you trying to be? Like at, at least for Atlanta, you can clearly see what they're trying to go for. They play in the bends. They play in the middle of Atlanta. They are actually a draw for casuals which is kind of the five thousand people that's kind of the point by the way Mm. like you're supposed to bring casuals into Mm. it like that's how you grow a fan base some of those people will care more some of those people will bring others into it like their families you know like and some of those people just say that they have a good time and that's so that's all okay because it's soccer it's a sport it's not supposed to be like a you know, a, a I mean, it's interesting what you like, say there. Sorry to jump in. Did you have something to say, <laughs> so, Devin? I, I talked a lot. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, please. All right. I was no, just going to no, jump go in ahead. really quick and say, like, to, to add to your point. Yeah, I had nothing. Um, go ahead. Austin FC Stadium is only 20,000 people in Central Texas. Um, you know, that, I mean, come on, for this community that's already loved soccer in general. It should have been the 40k seat. What's great about it is that it was totally privately funded, so no taxpayer dollars went to it, uh, which is fantastic. But for that reason, nice. if you're not a season ticket holder, your supporter section tickets are $90. If you want to go sit in an actual chair, it's $120 to get in the door. If you want a decent seat, you're paying $150 to $200. But it is what it is. It's hard for the casual fan. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah that's tough that's the ticket prices thing is interesting too because like it's it is you know i obviously i watch other leagues and i do see where like that conversation popping up in england in germany you know like and yeah like i do feel a type of way i mean i've always felt a kind of type of way in america like we're just used to it but like there's also a reason why i'm just not at a lot of games you know like and Honestly, like I because Atlanta Mercedes Benz is so big, like the secondary market isn't that bad. Um, but yeah, you know, like I mean, I, I have to, you know, I have bills. I have to, you know, I have to look at my account. I can't be at every game because it just is what it is. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like that's just it, that's been such a shift in sports over the last, I think, 20, 30 years. Um, you know, where it's like our, you know, parents or grandparents or whatever could go to James, could go to games at a much cheaper price. And I realized that like everything is more expensive, but like even relatively speaking, it was still cheaper. Like it was just a casual outing, like, you know, like a, a day at the, at the ballpark, a day at the stadium, you know, um, you know, like stories of like, of, of even like sneaking in and you know seeing a, a monumental right. moment like that would never happen today and so it's just it, it feels you know what it is it's more corporate and there's definitely drawbacks to it 
good point. Yeah, very fair. But uh, we're going to talk about uh, any more results? Anything particularly jumped off the page? Man, I think we have tapped MLS Week 2 into um, a nice orange juice from a... a no, from the nice machine orange. in European grocery stores. Um, so I think we, we, we like, pulp that out. You yeah, know what orange saying? juice fresh. Those things are so nice. <laughs> Squeeze it. <laughs> I really gotta go, man. Some people don't know they, they have them in South America too. It's that and like you know, like really nice coffee machines are a thing. Uh, so, with the MLS wrap, we gonna call it a quits on that. Um, but we do have some relative news on the flip side of NWSL, sir. Can you help me out here? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I guess the big news around the league, um, or especially with my team, is just the uh, the jersey and kit reveal that we had um, earlier this week, which was um, it was a very good time. First and foremost, is what I'll say. It was a good time. Uh, it's a good place to be it, it, to be in DC right now. Um, we are switching from the uh, red, white, and blue uh, aesthetic that we had. Uh, we are going to black and white kits this season, um, and we are changing our logo, um, the color again. It's uh, monochromatic um, for this season, so we are signifying the changes are coming. That is the main um, the main message that Michelle Kang, our owner. Uh, wanted to signify during the meeting um, during the reveal it was a good time um, players are very excited about it fans are very excited about it and um, we'll see what you know we wanted a clean slate I guess Michelle wanted a clean slate to kind of get rid of everything that of the previous ownership had brought to the team so it, it makes sense when you think of it like that um a fresh start and um, we'll see what happens supposedly Michelle was hinting at things that may be coming uh, next season as well not even just this season coming up so a lot to look forward to really excited about it and um, yeah we'll see what happens that's that's really all I got right now I can't wait to see those jerseys in person yeah, no, they're they're pretty dope actually. Um, when you look at them up close, um, players, like I said, are very excited about them. Um, I do think they are working. I know it's like a league issue, but we are working to have black pants or black shorts with um, both our kits this season um, when it permits. Obviously, we know the issue with the white kits, um, the white shorts in the league, especially like you know Orlando City have. Um, made a big petition for it as well um so we're looking to do that as well yeah you know it's a it's a solid black kit but it does stand out um you know you hear different things all around obviously especially being the supporter relations manager uh for the team you hear a, a lot of feedback on these kinds of things but the majority of it has been fairly positive it is something slick and new um, people are always excited for change. People are very much welcome to change as well. So it's um, very good on that end. And um, 
yeah, no, it's a it's a pretty slick kit, and it was hard <laughs> not to say anything uh, for the masses, you know. But I'm glad that it's I'm glad that the secret's out now, and um, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's exciting. It's exciting times to be uh to be with the spirit for sure. That's really cool. Yeah, I hope that the trend continues. And, very nice, uh, very nice. NWSL team so then, uh, in MLS stadiums. Hmm. Yeah, that, and I hope uh, we we're, we see some more positive news in women's, uh, well, so uh, in general. Uh, I know some of y'all are familiar with the issues going on with the Canada women's soccer team, Canadian women's, uh, women's soccer team, excuse me. Uh, and then just like the Orlando issue on a little smaller scale kind of things, but just, you know, from small to minute to very large scale things, uh, we, we're, we're, we're for the improvement of Woso um, here. So, yeah, it was nice to see some positive change happening. Hopefully we continue to see some of those things happen. Um, is there anything, uh, standout news that you guys want to touch on before we hit two up to now? Um, think so yeah yeah things stand out like you already hit on it on all the rest of the international uh, women's teams um mm-hmm. canadian uh the guy that was running the canadian soccer he stepped down uh, last <laughs> so yeah they got him up out of there that's good um i do know uh diani had mentioned in an interview i don't know if it came out yesterday or earlier today like um now nah, we got to get the out of there she's you know a, a absolute toxic um person so i know she kind of doubled down on her statements which um you know which it was a lot of limbo with that for sure um especially with lagrat stepping down he was the only person that really had the authority to relieve her of her position so once he kind of stepped down she kind of still was able to hold her position so why would she move you know so i know there was a lot of tension um in the french federation with that so um, I do think she is getting the boot, if I read correctly, sometime next week, right. somehow, some way. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that as well. Um, I think those are really the big stories that I could think of right now. Um, unless anybody else had anything that was standing out. Gabby no. Gucci, not over here. Sounds good. With that, then uh, let's go ahead and up uh, two up, two down. Do we have any volunteers, or am I going to have to assign? <laughs> um, I guess yeah. Well, I don't know if I have two. I gotta so, think. I gotta think. I gotta I, think. I'm not going first. You gotta do Take one on one now. <laughs> yeah. Take it how it is, man. <laughs> so, uh, for my up, um, I'm actually gonna. I was going to reference the the Diacre situation because it does seem like either she's stepping down or will be fired uh, if these reports are to be believed. Now, uh, I think it was last week uh, we got a report that she will step down, but that didn't happen or it didn't happen yet. You know, so it's like uh, Devin touched on it. You know, it's a weird situation. But um, yeah, man, free those women because... Like I like I tweeted, like if France gets a proper manager or just someone that fucking cares, they're gonna be a problem though. Like they've honestly under 
yeah yeah they've 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 underachieved like they should have won something by now the fact that they haven't even won a euros is crazy because like they've been one of the top teams in europe for a minute now um so yeah honestly you know obviously i'm always gonna root for the u.s when like the actual tournament begins but like generally speaking you know i root for like a france a brazil canada now you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. these teams these women deserve so much better and so i would love to see like a new winner you know i think that'd be i think that would be good for the game and I think France would definitely be a worthy team, you know. So best of luck to them. And yeah, like I said, free those women. Free those free those players. Um, for my down, it's going to be on a lighter note. But uh, the Chelsea women, they got tagged today. <laughs> They're, yeah. Our, Devin's going <laughs> to go ahead and... <laughs> It's like, this was, it's a little to the left. So, <laughs> like, Sam Kerr scores within two minutes before I can get even get the game up. And I'm like, oh, right. we, oh, this business is huge. We got this. Okay. Another one. Psych. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Chelsea. But, I mean, Arsenal brought it. They brought it. And, um, you know, good for them. You know, since they're probably not going to win the league this year. So, you know, right. hey, a cup. Cool. <laughs> right, Arteta, we need you for this team talk. <laughs> you seem to be good at these FA Cup things. Let's uh, <laughs> let's bring you in here. All right, come on, come on. Thanks. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, that was tough to watch. And also that ref was... And, like, there were a lot of calls that were in Chelsea's favor, or non-calls, I should say. Like, there were some straight no-brainer yellow cards that just were never shown. I was baffled. There was a penalty that should have been okay, called I on. Gonna, I was going to say, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it. So I was like, you said it. I was like, whew, that is, I don't even know, because the, the assistant is over there too, and it's like, nobody saw this? So, you know, you want to see the standard officiating a little better. So, um, But yeah, congrats to Arsenal again, I guess. Wow, that was so sincere. Like I could just feel feel mm. the positive energy mm. from you from there about Arsenal right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that lack of energy was definitely sincere. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll I'll follow up on that then. Yeah. Um Man, what a great weekend to be a Gooner. What a great weekend to be an Arsenal fan. Um, I only got ups. Collectively, as a team, it's probably, yeah, I mean, honestly, the best weekend, honestly, truly, though, that Arsenal have had in a long time, just from an all-around standpoint. Um, the comeback win, stoppage time winner, um, I mean, you get online and they say the, the Emirates has never been that electric. Like, it, it's mm. never been as electric as it was uh, yesterday for that. Um, so you, it, it's just a good season right now. It's really exciting times, and people. I mean, and, and honestly, I mean, who can't you know who can blame them? People are kind of waiting. Okay, Arsenal, like they're they're going this long. When's it going to dip? And it just has not happened yet. And um, you know, I'm I'm enjoying every single week. You know, maybe we don't pull it together. You know, maybe we don't get three points two weeks in a row or something like that. But we're still riding high top of the league. We're still grinding out results. And, you know, and that's kind of been the difference, right? You know, what's going to get us across the line 
that the other teams aren't going to do that United didn't do today. You know, United for all they were doing, what? Why aren't they going to win the title, and why are we? Because when United went down, they completely fell apart. They lost all composure. They look nothing like what Ten Hag has been trying to teach and instill the values into them today. And we do. Those, you know, even this is not the first time we've gone down and we still hold that same attitude. We still hold that same composure. We still use those same mentalities that have been riding us this whole time. And you see what's paying off. So, you know, it's all about that composure. It's all about not losing your cool. And I truly, you know, it's like I said, it's a, it's a great weekend. Getting the win over Chelsea, I'm honestly, it, you know, it is just, you know, the Conti Cup. No, we're not going to win the league. But to get a win, to be the better team over Chelsea, which I'm not going to lie, it very rarely happens against Chelsea women. I'm not going to lie. When I see Chelsea on the on the school like on the schedule, you know, yeah, I'm watching. Is it going to be a win? Probably not. <laughs> you know, so to actually be the better team or uh, for once and actually and you can see us actually show up. I don't know what happened to Chelsea after Sam Kerr scored, um, but it was a great. It was a great weekend overall, so I'm really excited. Um, I'll take the, I'll take the men and the women as my two ups. <laughs> so, um, as far as a down, man, let's let's you know it's so much positivity. It's hard to you know be negative in, in these times. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping it down, and it, I'm riding too high. I'm, I'm loving loving life too much. Everything is going right. There's there's no there's no down this week. <laughs> All right, I guess I guess I'll go. Uh, I think mine are pretty straightforward. Um, so my one of my ups is for Austin C. Definitely the budding partnership between um, Zardes, Fagundes, Drusi, um, Pereira getting in the mix uh, down our entire left side looks really good. That's really exciting to see. Um, there's been some debate about Ruti versus Zardes. I think it's too soon to tell after the second game. You know, people say, okay, Ruti plays better with Driussi uh, and Fagundes, which is true. But also, like, it's Zardes' second game. He needs a chance to gel. And to be honest, he did everything but score. He kind of set up two or three big chances, uh, did really well uh, to get by players uh, to the end line, and just overall linked up really well in our attack. I think he's going to be fantastic for us. Um, and then having that, that option um, to have, like, a, a fourth attacking player that we can depend on is huge and uh, another one another uh besides we'll get maybe I maybe I got three I gotta make up for uh Mark's lack of, <laughs> of a second thing but uh my, Alex Ring filling in at center back um because we have no center backs in Austin FC which we found out last week uh so Alex Ring who they stripped him of the captaincy by the way they gave it they gave it to Driusu Driusi uh, but like Alex Ring filled in at center back probably is like giving back that arm man because we don't have an answer until June because Kid Keller is literally the only other center back we have uh, so that's interesting so so congrats on him great job by Zardes uh, coming in and influencing the team already and then the 7-0 the touchdown like you know Manny Night fans a little thirsty y'all look like you use some 7-up you know, like, like honest to goodness, like it was just so amazing. It was an incredible game, just overwhelming. Like something like that's never gonna happen again. Just we had eight shots and scored seven goals. 
you saw what Cody Gakpo can do. What I love about Cody Gakpo is he's a big target man, but he's also like a winger. He's built like a target man, but he's a winger. He's tall, he's quick, he's also light on his feet and very technical. You can tell he's Dutch because how he's able to maneuver in tight spaces is very, very, very Dutch. Um, and so him and Nunez, they're both two big boys. They're like kind of like going to be our Bash Brothers up front. Uh, very, very exciting to see what happens. We saw the Liverpool that should have shown up most of the season. There's no excuse. There's been no explanation about why we've been so awful with the team that we have. I think it was just exhaustion from like literally playing every possible game we could play last season. Um, but just caught up with us after COVID, after everything. I think some guys just, their bodies just broke down a little bit. And mentally, they're probably exhausted as well. But, I mean, yeah, 7-0. It's never going to happen again. That's something that people are going to tell their grandkids about. Like, jubilance, joy absolutely epic and you know I kind of love like I, I always feel bad for, for Marcus Rashford because he's a, you know he's part of the culture so I, I don't want to see him cry but it was kind of nice actually like <laughs> it was kind of nice seeing him a little like just shell shocked like you know it was bad like Gary Neville just kind of like slumping into his seat uh, Man United they have such an interesting uh, fan base of, you know it's, it's really really interesting to watch them but um, Liverpool fans we needed that because we're gonna have to somehow go to Real Madrid now and, and try to get a result. But I mean, I hope we I hope we didn't spend it all today. <laughs> I hope we still got something left in the tank. But that goal difference, that plus seven goal difference for us, is absolutely huge. Uh, especially when it comes to Tottenham, they I think they have uh, we have a game in hand over them, or might, we might have had a same game. We might have a game in hand over United, but that all of a sudden we go from like plus eight goal difference to plus fifteen. And that is really big. So when you go back and look at the Premier League table, take a look at that goal difference, look at the games in hand that people have and the remaining schedules. And all of a sudden, Liverpool top four or one Allison Becker header away from doing it again. Pretty, pretty <laughs> good stuff. Oh, my downs. Did I do my downs? <laughs> Um, do I have some downs? Does it say the uh, downs? Because <laughs> that was all fire. Yeah, Apple TV. In my downs. Getting in the downs. Apple TV, mm. you know, there's just not enough good yet. And I want to see more good. You know, they're charging people all this money. We're trying to grow the game in this culture. This is a very important three years. 2023 Women's World Cup. 2024 Copa America, hosted by the United States. And the Olympic Games. And then 2026 World Cup. Like, this is a very important three to four year cycle. And to kind of have limited access to the game is really, really difficult. And because Apple is such a major player, things like Samsung or Sony aren't going to want to host Apple TV as an option on the smart TV because they're in the same market. They're their market competitors. They don't want to give them an edge. Like, it's not going to be like Netflix or even Amazon Prime or, or Hulu. It's a totally different animal with, with its apple. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this manifests. I know a lot of bars are upset. A lot of bars are really frustrated with how are we supposed to show the game. And that's really difficult, too, because I'm a big advocate of access to the game. You don't want people priced out of the game. If you're making it expensive for them to watch at home, you're making it expensive for it to watch in the stadiums. And now you're making it really hard to find a bar that will actually show the game. Very, very, very difficult. And I hope MLS, uh, somebody put out there, MLS should pay for a certain number of bars if, they, if they're affiliated with, with the club to actually have the games on just so they can kind of get over that as well. So that is one of my downs. Second down, um, 
yeah, guy who ran on the pitch uh, during Liverpool's like seventh goal celebration, ran on the pitch, slipped, slide tackled oh. Andy Robertson. What a dumb way to get yourself a lifetime ban! Just stupid, asinine, crazy. Like I don't know what he was thinking. I'm like, he's like, I don't know, like I don't know what he was thinking. Like you've you're, you've got the best Liverpool team ever, and now you can't even see them anymore because you're an idiot. Uh, if if your team is winning by a lot. Don't be dumb. Stay in the stand. Don't try to rush the field. It's uncomfortable for everybody involved. It's a huge safety issue. That guy's really stupid. He's got to probably self-banned home and away games now uh, for life. Um, and it's just unfortunate because it didn't need to happen. So two up, two down. Yo. <laughs> I will say that's, that's, that's quite... Um, I love it. Um, they have... Um, a solution via DirecTV for streaming to bars that has been sorted out. Um, there are also local affiliates. I know we mentioned Fox at some point in time, um, but I, I feel like it gets a little watered uh, watered down between like uh, the other languages um, in terms of the coverage. Um, but there is some sort of solution. Uh, it could certainly be better, though. So not to minimize that. Uh, anything? Any global ups? or downs uh, International Women's Day big up to women everywhere making moves uh, wherever you are in society so happy International Women's Month International Women's Day to all the ladies out there doing it Indeed Cute Beyonce You guys haven't had her on the show yet? Like Nah, but that new track is fire. And I was like, right home Friday. And I was like, okay, fuck it up. <laughs> fuck it up, fuck it up. I was like, Blue Ivy listening to this. Like, I mean, because I'm a parent now. Yeah, I'm a parent now. So I had to put it through the lens. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess if we don't have anything else, then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, we do want y'all to check out the Cultureverse, man. Y'all tap into all of our um, social outlets. Um, Two Cents FC is about to hit 3K, I think, on Twitter followers, um, if not some of the social platform, whether that not be Twitter or TikTok or whatever. Hit the like button. Tap into the YouTube.com. Subscribe to all the stuff, man. Um, we're putting out this content. L just had a vlog um, from his travels up to St. Louis. Um, quality, quality stuff like this image here. Quality. So uh, I need y'all to, to tap in, man. Like we got the Discord server for the Cultureverse. Uh, There's just lots of things happening. It is a a um, a very Kang-like revolving circle. So uh, and also shout out to Jonathan Majors and, yeah. <laughs> and um, um, Michael B. Jordan for Creed, man. I had no clue he was in that movie. Um, so I just think it's great that they're both Marvel MCU guys Jonathan now. Jonathan Majors and, is crushing it. Uh, you know, He's crushing it right now. Love him. Love love that. Um, but he's yeah. a big black man. He's he's well, sometimes he's bald, but also he's got like just got the wide nose and the big lips that I want to see more of with our high profile people. And I kind of love that. Like he looks mm-hmm. like your cousin. Like and I, and I enjoy and I enjoy that. Like a lot of like I, yeah, that means a lot to me personally. Uh, seeing him have such amazing roles that show like his breadth of characters and 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 how deep he is in his craft, but then also like very authentically us and. I'm proud of him. That. Yep. That. He gave a great interview. If y'all want to look it up, I don't want to dive too much of it. He talked about his um, incarcerated father and how that um, played onto his, the way he acted out his role in the movie Creed. So uh, y'all check that interview out if you are interested in learning further on that point. Um, but yeah, 
I think that's probably about it. Um, y'all check out the store, ftcutd.com backslash shop. Where is it at? Nah. Uh, show some love. And um, yeah, that's it. Except for me, TK, Mark, Dev, Amani. This is culture. We here. We out. We everywhere. Peace. FTC U T D.